Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. It's Urban Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at frombeertothebible.com. You can find more information about Hampton Ministries at hamptonministries.org. I want to get right into it tonight, and I want to start with Scripture. And I'm going to anchor ourselves in John chapter 14, verse number 26. I'm going to read multiple versions of this verse. And before I do that, I want to, the Lord has put a burden on my heart to pray. Uh, So I want to spend a moment in prayer. Lord, Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, and your long-suffering towards us. Father God, we thank you for the helper, the Holy Spirit. Father God, may he lead, guide, counsel, and comfort us all today. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to read John chapter 14, verse 26. I'm going to read the New Living Translation first. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now I want to read the New King James Version. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And lastly, I want to read the King James Version. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. I love that scripture, and I talked last week about the Holy Spirit, and I got a lot of questions and feedback on it. So I want to stay there for a while. I want to sit in this place of who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? And how are we to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? One of the things that is very true about my recovery and my addiction and my life that I live today is it is not by my power. It is not by my power. I grew up in the church, been to many different Baptist, non-denominational churches, um, attended school, seminary. And what I have found is there's a huge gap in understanding the Holy Spirit and understanding who the Holy Spirit is. So let's talk about who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We hear about the Father. We hear about Jesus. But as I look back over my life, I don't recall hearing very many sermons about the Holy Spirit. And for me, 
I truly believe that is the reason I didn't really understand and stay walking with the Lord closely because I always did everything in my own will. I was a a self-will person. And most of that time I was a selfish, self-willed tornado um, doing what I want when I want, being led by the flesh. We aren't to be led by the flesh. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. I grew up um, in a church, Baptist church, all-black church. I used to think the Holy Spirit was a thing because they said, oh, the Holy Spirit's here, and you see some old lady in hat fall out. So I kind of thought the Holy Spirit kind of came and he went. He was a force in my mind, and I was like, oh, man, I, I, want the, I want the Spirit. Well, what I didn't realize is when you get baptized and you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he comes to live inside of you. So for years, I didn't understand this awesome power that lived inside of me. So every believer is indwelt with the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is what I like to refer to him as. And so many times I look at myself, my life and others. And I think we've all seen this. You see people who have been going to church for 20, 30 years, but you look at their lives and you don't see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, how can that be? Well, a lot of times I think I'm going to use the word ignorance. We're ignorant of who he is and his function and his power, right? Holy Spirit is the most important person who's at work on the earth right now because what he does is he enables us to live the follower, uh, the life of a follower of Jesus Christ, the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ, and advance the kingdom of God. Because too many times we get into legalism. Well, I don't do this. I don't do that. And if I don't do this, this and that, God will be pleased with me and he'll bless me. That's legalism. That's bondage and slavery. And quite honestly, and I know this will get me lots of emails and calls. When you look at what happens traditionally in the black church, There's a spirit of legalism and a spirit of bondage due to the past history of being enslaved. We've been emancipated legally, but spiritually we aren't free. And a part of that is the fact that we don't understand the the power that lives inside of us and the fact that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when I started to think about that, there is now this conviction, if I'm watching something, if I'm hearing something that probably isn't something I should be hearing or watching, whether it's TV or on the radio, because we become what we consume. And that's a, that's a hard fact to, you go, well, no, it's okay if I do this. Okay. Well, what happens is that stuff, I mean, it's a technical term, gets downloaded from your conscious into your subconscious, which is really your heart, which is the integration of your your mind, your will, your emotions, which is your soul. 
You don't want things getting in there because the only way you get it out is by the power of the Holy Spirit. He cleanses all of these things throughout life that we've heard, that we've seen, that we thought were okay, but repetition is a dangerous thing, right? I kept drinking, I kept drinking, which led me into other sins. I kept doing, I started to repeat. I started to become what I was consuming. I was consuming all worldly ways, darkness, nothing really light. Well, I became addicted to alcohol, the way it made me feel. The the things that I thought brought me joy were actually enslaving me. But when I came to learn about the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that I did not have to live the follower of Jesus Christ in my own strength, but in the strength, the power, the counsel, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, man, that was a load off me because people look at me now and they see the person that I've become. It's really by the power of the Holy Spirit waking up and saying, Holy Spirit, I surrender my life to you. I resist the devil. He must flee from every area of my life. Says that in the word of God, and I stand on that. And I say, Holy Spirit, you take control. I abide in Christ as Christ abides in me. He is the vine and I am the branch. He is the vine and I am the branch. I abide in him. And you are the life-giving person of God that lives inside of me, of God that lives inside of me. So understand that the Holy Spirit is God. And it said in the scriptures I read that the Lord was sin. He was called comforter, advocate, and helper. Let's break that down. Let's start with the helper. Jesus, the Father, And Jesus knew that we would need help, that we could not live the life that Christ wants to live in and through us of our own power and our own flesh. So he indwells us with the power, the comfort, and the counsel of the Holy Spirit. So take a deep breath and realize that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you and in and through him, you can do all things. You can do all things. So no matter what you're going through, no matter the problem, the Holy Spirit can solve it, can guide you and lead you through in accordance of the will and the ways of the Father. I talk to the Holy Spirit about everything, and I can always tell when I'm in my rhythm of recovery, when I am walking lockstep and being led by the Holy Spirit, because I'm not doing the things that I want to do in my flesh. So that means for me, I'm literally not doing anything I want to do. And I'm saying, what do I want to do? And when I discern what I want to do, then I say, what would the Holy Spirit have me do? And 100% of the time, I need to be doing what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. Now, I'm not perfect in that because sometimes my flesh will take back over. But I will quickly realize, okay, I'm walking in the flesh again. Holy Spirit, help me walk in the spirit. Because the flesh has never obeyed God. It never will. 
we are children of God and we must be led by the Spirit of God. And while I think it's not addressed in churches as much as it should be and as important as it is, is I think they don't want to spook anybody because he's called the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. And I think they are afraid of potentially losing members, uh, perhaps confusing members, but more than anything, making their church members uncomfortable. But what I've learned is if you're going to follow the Lord, you are going to be uncomfortable. He's going to allow trials, tribulations, circumstances, situations that make you uncomfortable where you have to seek God and you've got to seek the helper, the advocate, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Now let's talk about my sobriety. For years and years, I tried to stop drinking. The longest I could stop in my own power was a year. I could never get over that year hump. I would get three months, then I'd go back out. I'd get six months, then I'd start drinking again. All the things in my life that I knew that needed to be changed, I could never change because I was trying to do it in my own strength. I never relied on the strength of the Holy Spirit. And even now when I get myself uh, what I like to call off kilter or out of the rhythm of living and being led by the Holy Spirit, it's always when I start walking in my flesh and I become overly concerned with the cares, the burdens of this world. And one of the things that I'm going to tell you that I found to be true, whatever you confess to the world, on social media, in your church, around your belief in the Lord thy God, do not be surprised when the Holy Spirit allows you to be tempted and tested because Jesus was when he was led out to be tested. Anything you confess, do not be surprised when the devil shows up, our great enemy, to test it. Whatever you confess, do not be surprised when the devil shows up to test that. And we really don't believe anything I have found until it's tested. It's easy to say you believe it until it is put in the fire and tested. Then after it's tested and the Holy Spirit is the one who enables you to have the strength and the fortitude and the power of the living God to pass the testing, the trials and the tribulation. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit of God will raise up a standard. But you got to call him. You got to invite him. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. You got to invite him into every area of your life. This is a lesson that I'm learning now. There were aspects of my life, my marriage, no problem. Invited the Holy Spirit in. He starts permeating every area of my, my marriage. Well, one of the things that the enemy came to test was 
would I allow the Father and Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of the business that I steward? The enemy has come to test that, and the Holy Spirit has stood right here by my side um, because I confess that all that I have and all that I am is because of Christ Jesus. And when you confess these things and when you start to walk in the will and the ways of God, Satan, who is a great observer, is observing those things. So he will come to test, to see if you really believe what you say you believe. And what I, I realize, if any of you have ever read First and Second Kings, is there were kings who worshiped the Lord and even obeyed the Lord, but they did not obey him fully. There was only three of the kings in First and Second Kings who removed the high places, who removed the high places. And what the Lord was saying to me through the trials and tribulations I've been going through around the business I steward is you cannot allow what I gave you to become an idol or a high place. And I started to really think about how much time I was spending and worrying uh, about the business that the Lord gave me. You cannot worship the gift over the giver. And so the Lord is removing high places uh, in my life, in every area of my life, because the Lord God does not wink at idolatry. There is nothing that should come before the Lord thy God. The word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So as I recalibrated my life and I said, Holy Spirit, is there anything that is competing with the Lord my God? He began to show me and convict me of the things that were high places. And I thank the Holy Spirit for that because I don't want anything to stop the will of God. And the way I accomplish the will of God is every day waking up and surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and walking and learning and being led by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, not my will be done, but thy will be done, and let Christ work in and through me, which means live his life that he wants to live in and through me only way I can accomplish the purpose that the Lord created me for and advance the kingdom of the living God is if I walk in the power and the might and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Let us not forget where our strength comes from, where our help comes from, who is our advocate and our counselor. We spend millions and millions of dollars on coaches, advisors, counselors, when we have the wisest of all the counselors that indwells us as followers of Jesus Christ. 
if you don't know your purpose, ask the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what to do in a circumstance, a given situation, whether it be in your marriage, your business, your finances, physically, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, talk to me, counsel me. We have to call on the helper, the advocate, the comforter. If you do not understand and know, there are, read your Bible and you will see throughout how the Holy Spirit empowered God's chosen, God's children, God's anointing to do exceedingly and abundantly above what they could do in the natural because they were empowered supernaturally by the indwelling and the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we move forward as here on Beer to the Bible, I'm going to stay here talking about the power and the function of the person, the third person of the Trinity, who is God, the Holy Spirit, as long as the Holy Spirit leads me to talk about the indwelling power of the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Because I give all credit, all praises to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit for my sobriety, for the wonderful life that I have now, for the strength to take me through, over, above, around the trials and tribulations that I face. And I know that with the Holy Spirit, not only can I make it through what I'm going through, You can make it through your challenges, your trials, your testing, and your tribulation, remembering that all believers are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, that addiction, alcoholism, drugs, porn, food, whatever it is you're struggling with that is leading you down a path to self-inflicted suffering is not to be for the Father, the Son, and the one who indwells you, the Holy Spirit. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. You can find the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. I want you guys to take a moment to just think 
and meditate on that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the living God. So when we make choices, let us make choices based upon he who indwells us. And I hope this message will inspire you to read your Bibles and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to the will, the way, and the teaching of the Word of God in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.